River Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I appreciate you tuning in to hear the word. We are a word church. We love the word. We believe the word. We stand on the word. We are defended by the word. We are buoyed up and kept by the word of God. There's just nothing like the word of God, and we put our whole, we invest our whole life in it. So uh, we go to the word every time we meet. We put something out that's got the word in it because it's the only thing that never changes and it's the only thing that will deliver us. So if you would this morning with me, turn in your Bible to the book of Colossians. Colossians. I heard somebody call it Colossians this week. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can tell where those four books are by the word gypsy. G-E-P-C, gypsy. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. I don't know if that would help you, but it helps me sometimes. You know, get Leviticus out of the New Testament. Praise God. So it says in Colossians chapter 1, I want to talk about being blessed with every blessing. Let's put on the truth this morning. All week long, the devil, the world, the curse, uh, been trying to paint a thing that says you're in trouble or you might be in trouble or it's not as good as you think. Let's put on the truth this morning because the just shall live by faith and we live by truth. We love truth. I'm a truth lover. Are you a truth lover? Hallelujah. We're a truth-loving church. We love the truth, and we're not afraid of the truth because if the truth comes and exposes the lies that we're living by or the, 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 the limited life we're living, we're, we welcome it to be changed. I'm changing. Are you changing? I am changing. The Word of God changes me. And there's no promotion and increase until there's change. If you don't have change, you're going to be the same. Anytime you're in faith... You're welcoming change because change in the light of faith always takes us up. You can't go down if you're in faith. So change is a welcome thing. I want change at my house. I want more income. Wouldn't it be terrible to, for someone to say, I'm on a limited income. I'm on a fixed income, excuse me. I'm on a fixed income. Now, who fixed your income? Who fixed your income? Well, it was you. Somebody told you this is all you're going to get. And you agreed. Quit it. <laughs> Stop that. Don't ever let it come. Just say, well, that's all this stream is providing at this time. But we're a river. We've got lots of streams. So don't even let your job say to you, this is all you're making. Oh, there's so much favor on you and me when we show up. Let me tell you what employers want. Let me get off the subject here and stay on the subject. Employees, employers are looking for you. They all employers want in this world is to not be ripped off because everybody's stealing. They're stealing stuff and then they're stealing time. They're stealing their uh, hours. And so they're looking for somebody that's honest. If you just show up and say, I'll, I'll be honest. Tell me what you want. I'll agree to it. And then we'll make the deal and I will fulfill my side. They just want somebody that's honest. And then tell them when you go in there, tell them. I want off on Sundays. And they'll go, well, we, we, we work Sundays. I said, I'm a Christian, and I'll be the best hand you've got. But to stay, the, you know what hand means, person, worker. I'll be the best hand you'll have because I serve God. If you let me off on Sundays, I'll be right on Monday. I'll be right on Tuesday because I'll get on Sunday. That, this is what they understand. We get it every day, but they'll understand I got to let them off because I, I just have one honest person. 
and uh, and I got to keep them. I got to keep them. They they are petrified for people stealing from them and cheating them and uh, uh, running off and taking their customers and all that sort of stuff. So if I was going out for a job, I'd tell them, if you can't give me Sunday off, I'm not your man. I'm not the person you need. I need someone that'll let me uh, go to the gas tank, so to speak, like a car and fill up. You don't let me fill up? Well, then, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to steal something from you to make it. But if you let me go, to, and that's, that's a facetious statement, of course. <laughs> You know, uh, steal time or steal energy or steal enthusiasm. Amen? We've got to get it from somewhere, so if you'll let me go to church, I will do it. And I'll make you money. That's the other thing I'd tell them. I will make you money. When you hire me for whatever it is, I will. And you only need me because you want to make money. I'm not a welfare case. I'm not someone you need to support. But I, if you hire me for so much dollars an hour or a week, I, you will find that your, that your business will increase. It's all over the Bible that uh, when they would get people in, into their lives, people that had a lot, increase came. We see it in Joseph. We see it in Jacob. We see it all over the Bible where you're the best deal that's ever happened. And then you uh, faithful over a little, you're master over much. The Bible says you'll be master over much. It's impossible. I said impossible that you will not be master over much if you're faithful over little. The sun cannot come up if that's not true. Gravity, we'll just all start floating around <laughs> if that ceases to be true. It is true. So if you're not getting the master over much you want, we'll check your faithfulness. Just check and say, what's my attitude here? He's bought me for the day. I'm going to serve him for the day. I'm going to be the best he has. It's not even hard because it's who we are on the inside. It's not even like I'll have to strain. All the heathens and all the, the, uh, the jackalegs that are working around you, they have to strain to be faithful. They have to strain to be diligent. It's who I am. I said, it's who we are. It's like when we show up, things change. The sun gets brighter. The, the room gets quiet. Everything happens when you and I show up. I would hire all of you and be wealthy and rich if I could just get the, you know, get the, we'll tie you to the motor that makes that work. But in Colossians, are we there? Colossians chapter 1, look in verse 12. I want, I, I want to tell you all this morning we're blessed. I said we're blessed. You go, well, I, it could be better. Well, it's working on it. <laughs> it's not like this is the end of anything. Whatever you've gotten from God, I want to tell you two things about what you've gotten from God. In other words, it, first of all, it wasn't his best. Whatever your windfall or your help, whatever bonus you got or whatever good thing that's happened, it was not God's best. In other words, he's still got a better one coming. And I want to tell you the second thing. It wasn't his last. It wasn't his last. He's just tooling up. He's just looking for how much he can put in you so that he can bring that to an exponential point. Exponential is the kingdom of God. Addition is what men do. They add things. But God is a God of multiplying. The kingdom multiplies. Get in the kingdom and your life will multiply. Get in the world and you're going to have to two plus two. Instead of a thousand times a thousand. Boy, I'm already preaching good and I just got my fire lit. Hallelujah, the pilot just came on. It says in verse uh, 12 of Colossians 1, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet 
That's a weird word. It means qualified or able, who has made us qualified. He's qualified you. He's qualified you. He said you passed the entrance. You passed the, the test. You fill out your resume, fill out your application, and you turn it in. They say you qualify. He has, he has made us qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, I'm going to tell you, he doesn't have a better inheritance. That's top notch. That's, that's as high as it goes. The inheritance of the saints in light. The, the angels aren't getting better than us. The Old Testament saints aren't getting better than us. The inheritance we have is I'm an heir and a joint heir with him. So what he could get, do y'all think Jesus gets what he wants? <laughs> He's seated up there at the right hand of the Father, and then the Bible says that we're seated with him. So we're, we're, we're one seat over from the Lord Jesus. <laughs> but everybody on the road gets blessed. Oh, y'all need, need to smile here this morning. I'm fixing to get cranked up. and You, you got you to gotta hold on. So verse 13 says, uh, Who hath delivered, the word there is rescued, who has delivered us from the power, the word there is authority. So let's, let's type that in. Who has rescued us from the authority of darkness, and has translated us, the word there is transferred or exchanged, has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So when we got qualified, then the next day it comes in what that qualified, what we're qualified for, what we get. He said, I'm translating you into the kingdom of my dear son, the Lord Jesus. I'm putting you in that place. Now, Mercedes or Pfeiffer or somebody, wherever you work, the W, they might come in and say, man, we've been looking at what you've been doing. You have been producing. This thing is brighter. It's lighter. It's greater than before you came. Stuff's in order. Everybody's encouraged. The morale is up. The production is over the top. And we, we are going to, here's how they would say it. We're going to promote you. What else can we do? You're, you're, you're the one that's making it work. Because the bosses, the powers that be, can't be but at one place at one time. So they have to delegate their authority to people like you and me. So he says, you, I'm qualifying you. I'm promoting you to go up higher. I'm going up higher. Make no mistake about where we all are in this room, that this defines us in any way except for greatness. The fact that you're here this morning, the fact that you're not unhappy that you're here this morning, qualifies you to be a partaker of the saints in the light. Anybody, let me tell you, anybody, I've been to big churches and rowdy churches and, and raucous churches and with the orchestra and with the band and with, you know, the, the razzle-dazzle lights that come out and they're singing and they're dancing and they're carrying on. Yeah, I'm all for it. I like that stuff. But anybody can do that. It's like, it's like getting, jumping in the river and the river just takes you down. You go, look how fast I'm swimming. Well, turn around and swim the other way and let's see how fast you go. Anybody can go down the river if you jump in, put you one of them little, them little roundy things around you that keeps you up where you don't have to paddle and, and just sit there and it'll take you down to the dam. And then you'll say, What's, what am I supposed to do down here? Go over, the, go over the waterfall. I'm telling you, anybody can do that. But when, when times are different, when there's a price to pay, then what are we doing? Well, you have to be acclimated. You have to grow up to put on hardship and say, this is no big deal. This is no step for a stepper. 
I was made for this. I was made for more than this, but I'm having to acclimate. Hallelujah. Yay. Oh, thank you, Lord. Verse 14, in whom, let's go back to 13, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So now it's going to talk about the Lord Jesus. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Well, I think we're blessed with all blessing. Hallelujah. What else could he say? Well, next year we're going to, we're going to put you into the special promotion unit. This is it. This is the top. We're seated one seat down from Jesus, or however you see that. That's how I see it. He's seated at the right hand, and we're seated with him. I don't know if you can get between the Lord Jesus and Father God on, the, on that bench. You may have to sit on the other side. It's all the same. It's all the same. Praise God. So uh, he hath, look in verse, uh, 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 verse 12. He hath made us. So it's already happened. This is not a end times teaching that says, you know, someday the Lord's coming back and he's going to do this and this is going to happen. This has already happened. He hath made us meet or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance. And uh, then he says in verse 13, he hath delivered us from the power of darkness. I want to let you know this morning, there's a real devil He's got a gazillion little empty demons. He's got principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness, all that stuff that's in Ephesians. But, but I'm delivered from all of them. They, there's none of them that can come in the room and said, if you don't straighten it up, I'm taking you out. I have authority over all of them. Do you have authority over all of them? All of them. We're in the driver's seat, y'all. If this thing's going to change lanes, I'm changing them. If we're going to stop or go, I'm in the driver's seat. I'm driving. I hit the brake when I want to. I hit the pedal when I want to. The devil, the world, the curse is not steering us. Occasionally, we, we wander over into a lane we shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, we have, a, we have a little hard day. We have a little emotional letdown. I want to tell you, there, are a, there is a bunch of folks that are in distress right now in Alabama. Not everybody is taking this well. Woe is me. Your life is over. What are we going to do? What do you mean? We're going to eat breakfast and then wait till lunch. Can't wait till lunch. What do you do after breakfast? You get ready for lunch. <laughs> it's a great day. Ah, oh, that doesn't define us. We enjoy the hound out of it. Well, I just enjoy the fire out of that game, watching Alabama play. It is fun, fun, fun. I'm intense. I don't want them yakking and yelling and carrying on around me. I want to enjoy this. But when, when, they, when the clock says zero, 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 I'm done. Because that was a slot for that time. I, there's a, I like eating donuts. Do you all like donuts? Well, maybe you don't like donuts. We'll move over to steak. We'll move over to cream pies. Whatever it is that turns you loose. But then when you eat the last bite of it, you're done. Unless somebody will... Say, I can't eat this. Well, I'll give you mine. Well, then, you, but you're almost done. Amen. The, tra the Passion Translation. Y'all get excited about this. It says, listen to this. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think about how God has made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us. 
I like that. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude. <laughs> ah, you know, if we're not, we're just because we're so used to it. Amen. This is what every holy believer is qualified to experience by living in the light. Point yourself with me and say, hey, you, you're living in the light. Uh, you're not having a bad day. Your mind is just on the wrong page. It's on an old page. It's on somebody else's page. But if you're on this page, you're having a great day. Well, if you knew what I was going through, well, I do, because we've all been under tribulation. Yours may look different today, but we've all been where you are. There's nobody here that's having a trouble that we hadn't all had at one time or the other. Well, you, somebody's passed away. Your job is not working out. Somebody called you a naughty word. What is it that you're saying I'm having a bad day from? Let me tell you, you will get over it. So just get over it today. Why waste a whole week or a month saying, well, they hurt my feelings. Well, yeah, I've had mine hurt plenty. Have you? Oh, yeah, it wasn't the first time, and guess what? We got over it. Might as well get over it the next day. Well, we might as well get over it today. Because you're going to. Now, I have seen people on TV that suffered a, 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 a very insufferable, you know, somebody, the house burned down, and somebody got hurt or lost or uh, even died, and, and, or somebody got ran over, somebody dear to somebody. And uh, you'll see mama on there, and, and I'm not belittling this. I'm just saying. They'll say, I'll never get over this. this will, I will go to my grave with this. Well, that's a waste of a good life. If you're born again, it's a great day. We're going to miss you. We are going to cry a few days or a day or all day or till this afternoon. But then we're going to rejoice with you. Look at them. They're with Jesus. They beat me over there. We just don't know how good heaven is. Or we wouldn't be boohooing about anything. It, you go, well, I want to live on earth. Why, why would you want to live down here when you live up there? The only reason we live down here is to do what he's called us to do for other people. But I'm already saved, filled the Holy Ghost. I got healing hands. Y'all got healing? Let me, let me see your healing hands. Oh, they're all over you. Most of you got two. Yep, everybody's got two. That's what we're down here for. Now, if you don't do any of that, if you don't encourage somebody, if you're not a light, if you're not salty, if you don't lay your hands on somebody, if you don't encourage somebody, what do we need you for? Are you that pretty? Now, if you're that pretty, we'll look at you. But then it just makes us wish we were pretty and we're not. And so, oh, my, oh, my, I'm not through yet. Uh, he has rescued us completely from the tyrannical ruler, rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. Now, that's good news. For in the son, all our sins are canceled and we have the release of redemption through the ransom price his, he paid his very own blood. Oh, y'all. I can tell you, you've been, with, you've been living with electricity too long. You've had it all your life. Indoor plumbing, you take it for granted. I know I do. I got, I got two bathrooms in my house. And they both got faucets. They both got a potty. They both got a place to wash your body. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's great to have indoor plumbing. But nobody gets up and every day says, praise God, 
indoor plumbing, and lights. I turned on the heater this morning. I just went over there and went click, 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 and suddenly I was toasty. Now, we can take that for granted. We, we're used to that, and we've been in the lights so long, we could take it for granted and say, well, whatever, that's how it is. But every once in a while, you've got to stop your life because you'll begin to get a little ticked at things and get a little bad attitude and get mad at people. Uh, uh, I, had, I knew somebody that said one time uh, someone apologized to them. They didn't really owe him an apology, but they, they said, all right, you're just all cranky and all out of sorts. I'm sorry for what I did. And this brother said, uh, I don't think you're sincere enough. That's not going to do. I had somebody one time, uh, I, I wrote him a letter and I apologized. I said, you know, I was, I was coarse, I was uncaring, I was not, I didn't do right. Now, I didn't really do anything, but I just, what I did was just, I could have been sweeter and they needed me apparently to be sweeter. But I wasn't and he, he told me about it. So uh, he wrote me a note, I wrote him a letter, and a long letter, and I said, I am sorry, it, boy, to make you unhappy or to be disquieted, I don't like that, I am sorry. So he wrote me back a note, and he said, uh, in your letter, you mentioned how sorry you were, and uh, he said, but you, you spoke in general terms. Could you send me another letter with details about what you're actually sorry about? Well, all of a sudden, I wasn't as sorry as I should have been. <laughs> all of a sudden, I got an attitude on me <laughs> because, oh my, I was sincere as I could be. I, I'm a sincere person. When I say it, I mean it. And, uh, but anyway, there's people like that. They're just not glad for the sun coming up and glad for clean air to breathe, glad that every faucet's got cold and hot water, I'm telling you, I like it. Glad that they don't have a curtain over the front door. There's an actual door that you can click and close and lock. Uh, there's just so much to be grateful for. I'm grateful for concrete. I saw a movie the other day, you know, and they're, they're all going in the house, and it's a dirt floor. I said, Lord Jesus, I'm so glad for concrete. I'm just saying we, we're just blessed naturally in America, and then there's the spiritual blessing of how blessed we really are. You could get blessed with indoor plumbing and power and, and natural gas and all that, but how much more and above are we blessed from heaven? It's just amazing. It's just, it's amazing. And, and we are more, we get blessed or thankful more when we see the contrast and just nobody's, we all flitter when the power goes off. When the power goes off and the Smith had it off for, Four days, five, that's, that's more than inconvenient. But uh, ours flickers and junks, junks around and, and sputters, and then it comes back on. And we're going, well, that's messed up my TV. It's going to have to reboot and my computer and all, you know, my clocks all went off. Ah, ah. <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 my. Uh, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. I don't know how far we're going to get this morning. It doesn't matter. We're, we're not going somewhere. We're just traveling. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, look in verse 3. Oh, we like this. We like this. Y'all read your Bible, and you'll get all stirred up. Read your Bible. Read the epistles. 
Now, the Gospels are where God tells you how much he loves you. And he, he does that by saying, Jesus has come. That, he's, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. And that's, but now that, and, and we ought to read the Gospels, but now that we're born again, now that we've received God's love, we need to know how to act. We've been made into something we don't know how to act. Now, if the president was to call you and say, uh, hey, uh, Pamela, I want you to be my ambassador to Yugoslavia. And she would say, what do they speak in Yugoslavia? Where is that? And what do they do? And how do I be an ambassador? She'd be clueless. Wouldn't you be clueless? Yeah, we'd all be clueless about being an ambassador to Yugoslavia or anywhere. So we'd have to go to a, a, a school, sit under a mentor, a trainer or somebody, and they'd say, here's what that job does. Well, you got born again. You got translated out of darkness into his marvelous light. You don't know what that is. You have no idea that being saved is different than being a sinner except for this because it feels the same. You don't get tinglies and you can't walk on the water and, and stuff like that. So you have to, we have to read the books. So read the epistles. Read the books, the letters, and find out. It'll tell you who you are, tell you what you can do, and tell you what you can have. It'll tell you what you can do over the devil. It can tell you uh, how to live with your fellow man. It'll tell you how to interface with God. Read the epistles. Read Romans. Read GEPC. Read uh, Jude and John and Peter and Hebrews and James, Philippians. No, I mean, uh, where did I miss? Thessalonians. Read them all. It'll do you good. Read Revelation. That's a good letter. That'll, that'll, amen. So it says in Ephesians 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Who hath blessed us? with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, let me tell you, if they keep the best stuff on the top shelf, which shelf is this on? It's on the top shelf. There's no low-lying stuff down here like, well, we're working ourselves up. He took us straight from being in darkness. He took us straight to the top and said, look at this. Look what I got for you. Well, Lord, when, when will I be qualified? When will I be good enough to get the good stuff? He said, Jesus qualified you, and so you'd go straight there. Oh, oh. It's, it's like, i tell you what it's like. It's like uh, someone coming to your house and saying, your Uncle John just died. Uncle John? I don't have an Uncle John. Sure you do. Nobody knew he was around, but Uncle John, we found him, and he's yours, and he just died. And you're the sole heir, and he was a gazillionaire. Guess what? You're fixed. You're set. You're, you're good. That's what happened. But it's better than Uncle John. Wouldn't that change your life? Wouldn't, but you'd have to go, well, how do I get the money? We'll show you. How do I get the blessings? We'll show you. Where does he live? We'll show you. What can he do? Ah, oh, he's on the board of this, and he owns that. I will show you everything. This is what shows you everything. Oh, I'm preaching better than I thought I would. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Ephesians 1, 3. Let's go back to that. According, verse 4, according. So he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places according or the same as he hath chosen us in him. He hath chosen us. 
Point yourself and say, he has chosen me. Let's have a little better me. Me, not us, not all of them, and not, you know, lumped us in and the average can He chose me just like I am, just where I am, with all my junk and stuff and mess. He chose me. In other words, he didn't say, you mean that goes with the package? I got to take that with the package? No, he looked at me and said, I want him. I want that one. I want that one. I'm choosing that one. I go, Lord, let's reconsider here. That's not that much. I want that one. I want the Joey. I want the Shanita. I want Matthew. I want him. I, cho- I choose him. Lord, that's, I feel pretty, pretty good about that. He said, ah, you ought to see what I chose you to do and have. Praise God. Who hath chosen us in him when? When? Well, since I've been good, since I turned over a new leaf, since I, I said I wouldn't do the naughty stuff anymore. No, before the foundation of the world. Why? Why would you choose me from way back then? That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Oh, Jesus. So, you know, there's a verse that says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When we just read that right there, Ephesians 1, 3, and 4, where he chose us, we ought to say so. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I'm the picked out one. I'm the chosen one. I'm the favorite. Say it with me. I'm the favorite. Hallelujah. When he picks you out, when he chooses you, you're the favorite. Everybody else just comes along with you. Amen. Don't go there, but in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, because the redeemed of the Lord should say so. In verse 6, David was greatly distressed, and we could go through the story, but somebody came by and got his whole family and hauled off his wives and all of his kids, and then all of his people that were with him hauled off their wives and kids, so he doesn't know if they killed them or, you know, whatever. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, so they thought maybe it was his responsibility because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God I'm telling you when everything goes south when everything goes down the tubes when nothing is working it's never that way but that's what we feel like when something comes against us you know our job or our family or our money we think the whole thing got flushed we think everything's in the hole. It's not, but it feels like that. Amen? What is it about your body that when it hurts, you hurt all over? There's some part that you go, ah, when that hurts. You know, when you you bang the wrong nail, you're supposed to be hitting the 16-penny nail, and you hit old number four (laughs) with the hammer, you hurt all over. There's, There's just, you know, or... When you crack a rib, there's no place to get where it feels good. Well, that's the same thing here. They were all mad at him, and everything was, nothing was good. His wives, his families, and all his guys. And the Bible says there's only one antidote. David encouraged himself in the Lord. When nothing around you in this realm can encourage you, you have to go into this realm. You have to go to the source, and you got to find out that He's made me an inheritance. He's chosen me. He's, he's picked me out. And it doesn't matter what's going on here. 
I'm in him. You got to go there because your head will beat you. It'll beat you up. Your head will beat you up like, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to. I don't want to be around anybody. When you lose somebody or when something terrible happens, and it is terrible. It is terrible when you lose somebody that you love. And, uh, but, it, but, it's, but remember, it's natural to life. Everybody dies. We just want them to all be 92 years old and leave us an inheritance. <laughs> That's how we want it, like, ah, oh, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe. But look what he left me. Enjoy yourself, Uncle Joe. Yeah, we, we'd rather it be that way, but everybody, we, to live your life where satisfied with, he will satisfy you with long life, to have that, you got to live a certain way. you got to walk in it. He's, he loves us, but the devil is real. He's under our feet, yay. But if he ever gets out from under your feet, he's going to knock you down. He's going to try to take some shots at you. And some people don't make it. They don't make it to 90. I'll tell you something else. Not everybody wants to make it. You go, how can that be? We should live here. You, thank God you and I haven't been there. But you can get to a place with your life that you're so distraught and there's just no hope. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. But when the tree comes, it, when the... When the Well, it's in Proverbs. Look it up. <laughs> Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. So you can get sick in your mind. Why, why would anybody commit suicide? Why would anybody give up with so much hope? Because you can be sick in your mind the same way you can be sick in your body. And we need good mental health, good soul health. You've got to have something you look forward to. You've got to have something in front of you that says, it's not so fun today, but we're... We're going out Thursday night. Thursday's date night at my house. So, uh, you know, I've seen some, some movies. It's like, what are we watching that for? Because it's date night. <laughs> you ought to have something going on in your life that makes you look forward to something. If nothing else, just say, I'm looking forward to going to church. Oh, that was a good response. Amen. So David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I'm telling you, sometimes I, I, there's lots of benefits, but sometimes I thank him for running water. I'm telling you, I, I'm grateful for a table and chairs in the house. I don't sit well on the floor. Kind of bothers me. To, I don't do good. Table and chairs, whoo I'm blessed. Y'all think I'm just off the wall? Well, I am, but I'm telling you, we got so much to be thankful for, and we ought to be just practically ecstatic before we get to the things of God because it's good. So how do you bless the Lord for the benefits? You rehearse them. Just like I'm doing here this morning about running water and the power and the heater and the air conditioner. Oh, thank God in Alabama, Lord, there's air conditioning. I forgot about that this winter. I'm real excited about Thanksgiving. When, I, when, they, when they built my house and we moved into it, uh, they said, I said, this is a little air conditioner. And they said, well, it's two and a half tons. I said, I don't, it's too little. They said, no, it's all you need. We had engineers come in and check and your house and this and that. I said, I want a three ton. They said, well, a three ton will power up too much and it'll be huge. Three tons, we're in Alabama. 
The church is coming over. They got lots of 98.6s around them. I want three tons. I'm grateful. I'm just blessed. And I do it because I rehearse the simple things. I rehearse the blessings of the Lord. I rehearse that I get to live in America, which is not the end all to end all. It's not like, well, here we're a better people and God loves us more. He, he just happened. You don't have anything to do with where you were born, what color, what race you are, what gender you are. If, and you, everybody wants to be tall like me, but some people it just didn't happen. It's just like you got to accept it. Y'all at least smile over that. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 42, 5. Turn there with me, please. Psalm 42, 5. We're blessed with every blessing. I said I'm blessed. 42, 5. Now, it's not God's fault if you don't thank him for the blessings or if you don't walk in the blessings. If you don't, if you don't, let me say, let me say this where it's nice. I can say this on broadcast. Well, I couldn't think of anything. We'll just go on then. <laughs> 42.5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? What is the answer? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So we're, we have to say to ourselves, what, are, what is your problem, self? Why are you depressed? No Christian, now listen to me, no Christian has a right to be depressed. Well, you just don't know what happened to me. It doesn't matter. The Bible says the devil can't bring anything to you that's not common to man. And then the Bible says that nothing that he brings is above what Jesus has brought. You're just not looking at it right. Is the glass half full or the glass half empty? Well, I'm studying on it. It's always full in the Lord Jesus. So, uh, uh, why are you thinking low? Why are you thinking, why are you depressed? Why, why do we, when we come in the room, you're, well, I'm glad to see y'all. And you go, well, what's wrong with you, Johnny Bob? Well, I'm just having a hard time. Well, snap out of it. Shake it off. Well, I can't. It's just so terrible, and it's just got me feeling low. What if this happens, and what if that happens, and I lose my car, or I get sick, and, and that is not, that is anti-gospel. It, it is an affront to what the blood of Jesus brought us and did for us. It is an affront to the, that I have rescued you out of darkness and brought you. You just don't know much, or you know it, and you're having a pity party. And the, I'm going to tell you, the devil loves for you and I to have a pity party. Because it is the door to going down. He can't get you in the basement until he open, you open the door. But once you open the door, it's straight down. And then you have what well, you don't have, but then he can bring health issues, mental issues. He can, you don't want the self-pity. You don't want people sympathizing with you. That You want them encouraging you. But I tell you, when people get under it, they start missing church. Why would you miss this? The church is the answer. You go, well, I don't need the church. I got my own Bible and I got my TV on. Yay. But that's not the end of it. 
Because lots of people have their TV on and they have their Bible and they're still depressed. If you can get yourself to church, you can get tied in to the things of God. There'll be an answer. There'll be an answer, a physical, a rational answer. The Lord knows where you are. If you call on him and say, God, I'm going to church, but, it, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. He will speak in the service. He will somehow bring an unction that will deal with what you're dealing with. There's somebody's kneecap right now. I, I, it looks like to me it's on the right side, a kneecap, and you, it's, it's been broken. It's been shattered. It's been messed up. And so you've been through surgery and all sorts of stuff. I'm telling somebody's got this. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we call that kneecap restored, healed, whole, and healthy. And if you'll get up and walk on it, if you'll get up and do what you couldn't do, I'm telling you, the Lord is healing that right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for caring for somebody. Someone called on God. Amen. So verse 5, uh, 42, 5 says, uh, why art thou cast down? Um, uh, why art thou disquieted? Hope thou in God. The message says, look at this and this, expect God to act. Let's point to ourselves and say that together. Hey, you, expect God to act. Well, I don't know. This may be too hard for him. You got the wrong God. You're messing around with some little mini God. You, you got the boot over in the, in the barbershop's corner is who you're, you know. That's not you. Expect God to act. When he acts, it's done. You need a promotion? Ask him for it. And then tell him why. Lord, I'm a, good, I'm a good employee. My heart's right. I do this man right. I do this company right. And I, it's time for me to get a promotion. I know the stream of, of finances can come from a bunch of them. But in the circle or in the, in the sphere of the, the uh, right of first refusal, you're going to my boss first and saying, bless that man, bless that woman. Now, if they say no, if they, they, if they lose it, either change jobs or whatever, or just expect it to come from another stream. When a woman or when a wife asks God for something and says, I need this, I need new purse, I need a whatever they need. They need all sorts of stuff. Hallelujah. Then the Lord immediately, listen, heathen, deacon in the church, pastor, whatever, whoever, whatever that is, matters none. He will go to the husband because that is the first orbit around her life. And he will make a demand on him. He will use his influence on him and say, I need this girl. She's, she's asking me. She's telling me she's in faith. I need you to be my hands, my money, my supply to her. And he says, no, I'm not doing it. He, God doesn't say, well, what am I going to do? He just goes to the next orbit. You all know he's got a bunch of orbits? Read the, read the Gospels, and you'll find out how God moved on people to move on people. Silver and gold have I none. So don't give up and say, well, there's nobody. That's why the Word says with God, nothing is impossible. Well, you think you had the only impossible thing happen? The Bible says we've had it several times. And God said, I can, I can handle the impossible. As a matter of fact, it's not even a surprise to God when you come to him and say, I've got something impossible. The Bible says he is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yireh, and that he, he is the God that looks ahead and provides. 
He's not like, well, golly gee, I, if I'd have known about that uh, back earlier, we could have we moved some stuff over. Took care of it. Took care of it. The Lord Jesus on the cross looked down and said, I'll take care of that now. I'll just fix that right now. And then when that year, when that month, when that person comes around, it'll just be in the line, right place, right time. You go, how could he do that? Because he's good. Because he's big. God's big. And because we're his favorite, he has, he has chosen me. So if you're a woman that needs a purse and your husband is a scallywag, he's a, he's a what else can we say about him that you can say in church? Uh, anyway, he just says no. You just say, God, I need this. I need this. And it's genuine. We're not talking about your third pink Cadillac. We're talking about needing something from God. God says, I got this. But I need to, it's right, it's righteous for me to ask your husband first. It's wrong in the kingdom. It's not according to divine order if he jumps ship and Uncle Bob has to bring her a purse and makes him look bad. There's a reason for that. He goes first to the first realm, the first zone, the first orbit around you and says, I need this to happen. I'm giving you a chance to get real blessed. Husband, I'm giving you a chance to open the door, to be blessed, for it to happen. He says, I believe I'll pass on that door because I know her, and she doesn't need that purse, and she already has a red one, and whatever he says, however he rebels to the unction of God. Well, you know, he's looking for a new boat, and that was God's way. That purse was God's way to get him a boat or something, something. It's like, oh, it's going to be a long time for you to get out of that canoe. It's going to be a long time. You should have said yes to the dress or whatever. <laughs> Amen. But uh, then he just goes to the next orbit till he finds someone that will just say, well, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know what this is. I don't understand the flow, but Holy Ghost told me to do this, and so I'm just doing it. Well, she knows what it is. God knows what it is. And her faith is answered. Your faith will always be answered. Say always. always. It will always be answered. And you go, well, gosh, that's, I don't know how he's going to do it. Right. That's, that's right. You don't. I, my experience is, is if you think you know, it just messes stuff up. He was going to go that way, but now just because you think you know, he has to go jump ship and go, go another way just so you, you're not so smarty pants and know how God's going to do stuff. That's just my experience. Hallelujah. So there's whiners out there. There's whiners out there that say, I know the Lord could help me if he wanted to. That's against the doctrine of the Bible. That's against the nature and character of God. I know he could if he wanted to. We're chosen. We're qualified, first on the list, picked me out. There was a gazillion of them, and he said, I want that one. Of course, behind the scenes, he was saying that to the gazillion of them. But nevertheless, I think he chose me among a bunch and said, you're the, you're the love of my life. I'm picking you because, man, I like you, Michael Ray. I like you, and you come to daddy. And I'm going, wow, I, I am, I'm special, and it's all absolutely true. Don't ever think you're lumped in with a bunch of others. Jesus died for you personally. If you were the only one that said yes, 
he would have jumped on the cross for you. Yay. So, yeah, whiners say, I know the Lord could bless me if he wanted to. And the, uh, uh, I know unbelievers say, well, I know the Lord wants to bless me, but he can't because I've been, I've been doing this and I hadn't, I could have prayed more. I could have read my word more. I could have, I could have whatever. And that's, that fixes all of us. We all could have done more. Are you here this morning? We all could have done more. But the, but the unbeliever will say, that's what disqualified me, that love couldn't get past me reading the Bible every day or praying every day or whatever. And I'm telling you, the Lord can jump over any obstacle, and he doesn't even care if you read the Bible. The reason he wants you to read the Bible and pray is so that you can get more of him. So you can get more of him because we, we read it in Proverbs. He said, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Well, if you'll read the Bible, if you'll go to church, if you'll do these things, it's not like a check mark in heaven says, okay, uh, Gabriel, mark Shanita present and get Justin, give him a check because he brought his Bible. That's what we did in the Baptist church. We had a little envelope and we would check what we did. We brought our Bible, brought an offering, brought, you know, all that. Check them off. That's not it. You could sleep in church with your Bible on your lap. What would that do? We pray, we read the word, we go to church so we can be receivers. I tell you all the time that God's a better giver than we are receivers. So we get in these flows, we get in these atmospheres, we get in these places where we open up our receiver. And when, when we get our receiver open, then the Lord can put more in. And he wants to put more in. What parent does not want their children to be blessed beyond their own imagination, especially more than they were blessed when they were growing up. But the kid won't, you know, he won't listen, he won't do right, he won't whatever. But it doesn't dampen the father or the mother that's got the kid. They still say, you know, if he'd fix it, if he'd straighten up, if he'd just come around, if he'd just do anything where we could bless him, we would. And where did that come from? It came from heaven. Amen. What should we preach on this morning? Let's see what else I got. I got stuff here. Oh, uh, let's go. Uh, we, got just, we got just enough time. You know what that means. <laughs> that we're going to take all the time we want. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't go there. Let, let's go here. Let's go to Psalm 103. You're right there in Psalm. Go to 103. We'll leave this other for another day. Now. There's, we've said this for years. Let's say it again this morning. Praise is the language of faith. You go, I don't understand faith. I don't understand. Well, faith is simply taking the word, which is future. By his stripes, ye were healed. Because you don't have it in your body, but it's the future. Faith takes it out of the future and brings it into the present. I've blessed you with all spiritual blessings. Well, where are they? They're here. They're right here in front of you. Faith brings them into right in your life. And so uh, Psalm 103 says, verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Hey, that's big. I got a few. Do you? Yeah, I had a few. Who healeth all thy diseases. Is that pretty big? Oh, 
If he said some of them, you know, come on Tuesday, we got tuberculosis day. Come on Thursday, we got uh, whooping cough day. Friday is cancer. If you'd make it in on Friday, that's a big one. No, he healeth all our diseases. Oh, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. So why are we whining and crying and saying, oh, woe is me. I don't feel good and everything's going wrong. He redeemeth your life from all destruction. Who crowneth thee. Oh, we're getting on the high side here. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness. Let's say it in the first person. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Again, he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy. One more time. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. That's me. That's you. That's us. Well, I haven't been that good. Ah, it's not on the application. You know, do you do drugs? Do you have a felony? Do you, do you, have you been in prison? Do you, all that stuff that you fill out a job application for, and they say, I'm sorry, sir, uh, Mr. Billings, but uh, you've been bad to the bone, and we just can't have you. Ah, the Lord doesn't even have that on his application. He said, do you have Jesus? Sign your name. <laughs> yes, I got Jesus. He said, you're in. <laughs> you're in. He crowneth me with loving kindness and tender mercies. I love that. Oh, praise God. So I have to have faith for finances. I, let's just talk about money for a minute. You got to have faith for finances. He's crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercies, but you got to get your faith on finances. You got to get your, that's what we talked about. He's a better giver than we are receivers. That's how you get your receiver open. You get qualified, you say. Bless God, if he's financing anybody, he's financing me. He's funding me. He's supplying. If anybody's getting it, it'll be me because I am his favorite, because he did choose me, because he has qualified me. I filled out the application, do you have Jesus? And I said yes, and they accepted it. But you got to have, you got to have faith for finances. You got to get, you don't just say the Lord knows where I am and the Lord knows what I need. He sure does. And you need all this stuff. You need a better house. Yes. You, need, you need a better car. Yes. I'm driving a, this is nothing. I'm not bragging on it for certain, but I'm driving a uh, seven-year-old car. Well, it's a perfect little twerp. It gets me coming and going. It's, it's perfect. But that won't last forever. I am praying over it. I backed into a trailer, part, a construction trailer, uh, last year across the street, and uh, it boogered it all up, and insurance said, we'll pay for it, but we're going we're gonna to kick your insurance in the tail. We're going to... So I got it fixed, and they moved that trailer back in the month after I got back, and I backed into it again. <laughs> I said, I'm just going to... I'm going to live with this. So I'm, I, eventually, I need a new mobile. Do third world countries have what I have? Not at all. But I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings. He's picked me. He's chosen me. He's qualified me. And he said, Michael, really, don't let this get out, but you're my favorite. But then he's telling everybody, Shanita, you're my favorite. <sighs> Amen. You can't advance in life without faith for finances. It doesn't take much. 
just got to know who you are. Once you know who you are, you know what you have, and you know what you can do. If you know who you are, well, I'm qualified. Do you, are you qualified this morning? Are you the beloved? The Bible says we're accepted in the beloved. So God doesn't like Gabriel better than he likes me. He's going, he's good, he's faithful, but I like you better, Michael. And, and, and Gabriel's never done anything bad. He's always been on time, and yes, sir, and I'll take care of that and come back and did it perfect. Me, on the other hand, not that much. I have better days than others. Do you? I have days where I'm on it. Yes, sir, I got it. Took care of it. And I have other days I said, ah, oh, Lord, I forgot all about that or, or whatever. And yet, because of the blood of Jesus, I, I am finishing, but let me read you this. I just... It just came to me on that very line. It's in Hebrews chapter 1. It says, uh, uh, To which of the angels said he at any time, Sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Then he says of the angels, Are they not all ministering spirits? Remember when Jesus went through the wilderness? And after the 40 days, the, the angels came and ministered to him. We talked about this recently. Sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. I'm an heir of salvation. We're heirs of salvation. Now, I'm telling you, your troubles are a mirage, a hallucination, a, 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 a lie. They're real. You can touch them and they can, they can touch you, but they can't have you. And what you got to do is you have to just stand your ground because perseverance will always outlast persecution. And you got to get yourself where you rehearse the promises, the blessings, the benefits. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Hey, you down there, we said all. Hey, you, hey, you up here, we said all. Okay, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We're, we're all in. We're not going to have a little depression or a little, a little negative attitude or a little, well, he didn't do it this time. And I heard some story about God not doing that time. Up, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless, bless, bless. Praise is the language of faith. If you'll bless the Lord in the hard times, you'll get rid of the hard times. Because Jesus said, I'm the way and I'm the truth. And I'm the life. He's the truth. He never fails. So if you'll lift up your life to the truth, the truth has the preeminence and the lie has to go. Amen. But you've you got to stand your ground. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. I love Jesus. You know, we're getting, we're getting, I know you are too. We're getting where we just don't care about little stuff, n negative stuff, the world, stuff goes wrong. It's like that used to tear me up. If stuff go wrong, that's not right. <laughs> ah, ah. This stuff's working itself out. I, like I said earlier, I don't know what you think of the president, but I will tell you just from the kingdom that God chose him. 
and there wasn't anybody else to choose. And so he miraculously, supernaturally, and above every demon, devil, and, and wicked thing in hell, he got him in. And the hounds of hell haven't quit. They're still trying to get him out. Because the church's future, it doesn't mean that God can't do stuff without the United States and without this nation, without this president, but we weren't going to get much harvest. We were going to be very limited in a lot of things. Now, I don't want, I'm not political. I'm not trying to get political. I'm just telling you, he's chosen you to do some things. He's chosen me to do some things. And you go, well, God, if I don't do it, will you do them? Yeah, but it'll be the long way around. And this is the short way through. And so y'all pray for our president. Now, we've had some presidents I didn't care for. I didn't like what they did. I didn't like what they stood for. I didn't like uh, the people that uh, elected them and all that stuff, you know. I, I want a woman president if she's qualified. If she's got the goods, what, we don't care about gender. Get her in there. Let her, let her have the big stick. But not just because we need a woman or we hadn't had a woman. Why, we hadn't had an Asian president. Do we need one? If one steps up and says, I got it, and God says yes. Amen. So, uh, yeah, we have a, what they called an old white man for president. That's the, that's the railing now. It, it's just crazy, uh, the tactics that the devil uses that work. It's not crazy that he uses them, but it's crazy that it works. So my point in all this is, is uh, like money or like your healing, we're having to contend for things. Because the Bible says, first of all, pray for those that are in authority, those that are over you, first of all, so that we might live a life... Uh, uh, a peaceable life in all godliness. I want that. I want running water at my house. I want the switch when I push it up. I want the lights to come on. I like when I point my little box at the TV. I like it to go. I like that. And I want to live in all peaceableness and godliness. Because it's good for the church. We can do something with the church. Amen. So, Father, we thank you right now for our president and for the vice president, for the cabinet. We pray for our Congress, every member, Lord, that they'd go to the right, that they'd choose life and liberty. They would choose the kingdom. They would turn their thinking around if they're going the wrong way. In Jesus' name, we pray for our Supreme Court, and we ask you, Lord, to, uh, for the Supreme Court to go to the right, to go to the Word of God, to, to love life and love little babies. And to love marriage the way you love it, Lord, the way it works, the way you designed it. Lord, all these things, we just ask you to help us. We don't care who gets in. As long as they go to the right, as long as they are on your side, we support them. So thank you, Lord, for our governor, uh, Miss Ivy. We thank you for our mayor. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Maddox, Lord, we pray for them and our council peer persons. We pray for those that are above us, Lord, that they'd go to the right, that they would turn to Jesus, and they would understand the kingdom is for us all, and that the problems of our life have already been solved. We thank you for River Church, Lord. We ask you for your good hand to continue on us. We're going to do it your way. We have no agenda of our own. We have no thing that it should look like this or it should act like that. Lord, we, we are on automatic pilot. Whatever, however you're turning it, Lord, we're flowing. 
And we thank you for each other, Lord. We love the family that you put us in. Natural families, we get stuck with some kinfolks that are just off the charts, off the wall. But, Lord, they're our family, and we pray for them because they are. And we pray and believe, God, for our church family to be blessed. We just have no opinion about them that you don't have an opinion about them. And we're so glad for them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Uh, someone's got an ear infection. Boy, it is. It has given you, old Billy, an ear infection. And uh, they can't get rid of it. They, they, and it's messing up your, not only your hearing, but it's messing up the, uh, the, the, the parts of the eardrum. You're, you're, they said you're in danger of losing your hearing. So I speak to that in the name of Jesus, and I tell hearing be restored, be made whole, and I tell that eardrum to be restored, recreated, and made right, and I dry up infection by the roots, and I tell it to leave in Jesus' name. If you'll just put your hand over your ear and say, be healed in Jesus' name yourself, well, then your ear will be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Amen. Well, amen. So thank you for tuning in. God bless you.